Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Listeners to this podcast will also get a 10% discount with Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and simple to build your own professional website and online shop. Grab a pen and listen up for your exclusive promo code. Joga Bonita, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Pete's here. I'm here, hello. Jim's yes. here. Hello, I'm here too. Luke's here. All right. Oh, aren't we just now I then? Mean, we're barely here because we're on in a really weird studio that we're only working off two mics instead of four mics. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. And we're again, we're behind stood the, up again. Again, behind the curtain. I don't Feels care. very zoo radio. Let him so. behind the curtain. I don't care. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> um, the disgrace of disgraces. Well, this that studio. Historic disgrace. Brazilian football was reduced to dust. I'm responsible for all this. Headlines from Brazil, ladies and gentlemen. Says Marcus Speller. <laughs> <laughs> Headlines from Brazil. <laughs> I think we summed it up quite succinctly in the last podcast, yeah. personally. Yeah, yes, I think which everyone seemed to think was our best ever. It's a shame, isn't it? Which consisted of one rude word from Pete Donaldson. The wags. The mm. wags. <laughs> in all seriousness, I mean, we had a lot of people tweeting saying... Can't wait to see what the Ramble thing because it's amazing. Going to be amazing cover. I don't really know what to say. No, I don't. It's <laughs> quite I didn't hard. The time, and it... I st- I've barely said a word since. Yeah. I'm in shock. <laughs> I and big... I must also say that I said uh, a few shows ago oh, that yeah. we're unlikely to see uh, a, a you know a big scoreline in the semi. So I will have to concede seven times that <laughs> yeah. I may have been incorrect on that. Didn't you, but didn't you technically say you're not going to see a four 0 in the semi? You, I we, hope didn't, so. we didn't. We didn't. So well, it's like a 29 minute car crash. It's like, d- it's, it's keeps on happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. But it was really, it was re- I was watching it with my girlfriend, right? And at 4 0 down, right? She said, she said, Have they just given up? Because it really did look like, like they were sulking and they had just actually given up. And oh, just didn't oh know you what think to you do. have scored the same goal again? Oh, you have good. <laughs> oh, you've got five of them. That only counts as one, right? Because it's the same one over and over. <laughs> well done, Germany. You're playing right into our hands. <laughs> oh, it is five. It's five nil already. Okay. Basically, Germany scored more goals in six minutes than England oh, scored in the whole World Cup. Mm. Didn't it. Spain Double only score eight in the last one? Which yeah. they won. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just unbelievable. You shouldn't have to spell out a scoreline no, in a semi-final. against Brazil. It's worse than 1950. We, oh, you know, we've really... all spoken so many times about the effect that had on the, the psyche of Brazil, but I don't think any of us even really considered that they might get such a hammer and it would just ruin them again. But, I mean, it's been pointed out by a lot of critics of Brazil, this might be the worst Brazil side ever if you take away Neymar and Thiago Silva, and then that happened. And, oh, my God, were those people right. <laughs> I d- I, Luke and I were, were, were talking on the way up here as we often do it makes the train journey a bit more bearable and um, I think you're right Luke when you said it's the most outrageous 
and shocking international football result of all time. Well, I'm only go- I'm only going on feelings because that's the kind of guy what? I am. And and yeah. results. But no, but what? Because I look at the game and how I felt about it. I felt like because normally if there's a massive shellacking, you're not you quite like watching it. You know, it's yeah. like it's almost like it's the same. Uh, and this is a bit distasteful, but. It's the same reason that people slow down motorways. It happens. It's, 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 yeah. a, it's a fact. It happens because they want their interest in seeing something that they don't see every day. Yeah, exactly. So, but th- this went beyond that for me. I've never felt like I felt exactly like when you go to a comedy show, someone heckles for a bit and they keep on heckling, and you almost become embarrassed by proxy. You almost you don't you don't want to be there because you, you, you're in a situation you want to take yourself out of. But at the same time, I know that feeling. At <laughs> the same time, I didn't, I couldn't, <laughs> or didn't want to as well turn myself away from it because it was, as you said, it was absolutely remarkable. And I said in the way up here actually that it is the most astonishing football result that I've ever seen. Yeah, and probably it's very hard. To, I, I wrote a piece earlier in the week about the five most shocking World Cup results. And it was actually very difficult to get close to it. It was difficult to... F- I mean, of course, when the USA beat England in 1950, they were rank amateurs. I mean, yeah, one, it's one, different. One it's of the scale, guys, isn't it? One of the guys who couldn't play against England for the USA because his work wouldn't give him time off. I mean, they were a bad <laughs> team then. Yeah. But, I mean, still, it's a different time, as you say. But, but one, a, a really, really poor team can beat a really good side 1-0. Hmm. Those results can happen, and they do happen. We see yeah. that in cup competitions, yeah. probably every season, or certainly every other season. But the 7-1 in a World Cup yeah. semi-final, I, I the just, biggest just... the home defeat by um, the home nation at a World Cup that, that's ever happened. I think everyone's forgotten about David, uh, David Luiz's uh, free kick. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying for him. And, yeah. Yeah. That's his own fault. <laughs> well, his own but problem. still, like five nil down, just bombing around like on the on g- the edge of Germany's box. It was crazy. But Shout I think nil nil. Uh, yeah, as you were saying, Luke. Like I think that even that kind of car crash feeling even seemed to translate to the players. The Brazil players looked so shell-shocked they didn't know what to do. The German players almost looked embarrassed at 5-0. It's like they were trying to make it complicated for themselves to get the sixth in that first half, at least, because they just thought, well, we might as well try something really spectacular. Mm. It, they, they actually could have had more if they'd have been a bit, be, clinic, bit more clinical. It's crazy to, Yogi, to say that. Great but... to Yogi Love shouting, only overheads now! Yeah. <laughs> Heads and volleys. Headed yeah. and volleys, yeah. 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 Volleys from outside the area only, headers inside the area. <laughs> Next goal wins, because let's be honest, we're not... Not gonna lose. Yeah. <laughs> but just look at like Fred and like Hook uh, kind of ambling around the field. You sort of think, wow, they look even worse than they did in the first few matches when everyone hated them. Someone, what, what um, Fred getting booed. Someone tweeted <laughs> us. I think it was you and I, Marcus, saying, "Oh, it's brilliant to sit to you know see uh, this team five 0 down and the Brazil fans not booing." It's like, I think your TV's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sound might not be working on your TV because there were boos, especially when Fred came on screen. Yeah, but in his head, he probably heard. I thought that Cruz knew the game was up when he scored was it the third. He yeah. looked like he didn't know what to when do. When he put his hands on his Be- face. Not because not because it was 3-0, because 3-0 is, isn't isn't a remarkable score, as we know, but he knew... It how... is after, what, 20... No, but he knew... But what I'm saying is, if, 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 if Germany win that game 3-0 and all the goals happen to be in the first 25 minutes, it's not a ridiculous situation. It's, no, it's, just, yeah. it's a good win. Okay. But my point is that Cruz was, wasn't doing that because of the third goal. Mm. He was doing it because he knew how bad Brazil were yeah. and he knew the game was up and he yeah. knew what was going to happen and so it almost felt it almost clearly involuntarily felt embarrassed but what, but what I wanted to say was a lot of people are saying I mean you said it earlier I don't know if you said it or you were quoting other people saying it but this is the worst Brazil team of all time I don't buy that at all. No, I don't. I, think I, don't, I don't think. I, first of all, you take the two best players out. It's the worst team of all time. We'll take the two best mm. players out of any team. It's not going to be great. No. It's not going to be surely, as good. Surely, their worst World Cup showing of all time, though. 
No, because they no the semis. <laughs> <laughs> on, no, it, the way that they were... It's the, it's the nature of it, though, isn't it? They've just been absolutely hammered. Yeah, but again, but, but, if so you, but if you put that. two... slightly, I had to go about the talismanic player sort of thing. If you put two of those players on, maybe Germany's um, attentions are elsewhere. You know what I mean? They're probably not going to be you know, mm. moving in and out. You know, you're not going to have people pulling uh, players left, right and centre. Well, they'd but, have been more organised at the back. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, Silver's the biggest... Mike wouldn't be on. Silver's the biggest lot. Good to know how exactly how good Thiago Silver is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think we. I think we all knew. I think we said before the game he's probably one of the world's best defenders, if not the best. The thing is, is that I'm not buying because they went in the quarterfinal in 2010. They were, they were overall they were quite poor. From what I can remember, well. in the Netherlands game, they were very uh, rigid. Very, they, they couldn't adapt. They couldn't change it up. And they, they were good they were, in the first half, but they had a couple of sucker punches, and that was them done. Exactly. And so, essentially, what I'm saying, I know they're at home, but, but. If they were the worst Brazil team of all time, they're not getting to the semi-final. They right. played Chile, who are a good team. They played mm. Colombia, who are a good mm. team. Fine, it wasn't vintage, but they got through the games. And I think a lot of people are getting confused with Brazil being a cynical, not overtly uh, technical side, with being a bad team. Yeah, uh, And I think... And people are coming out of the back of this result today and, and yesterday saying... Um, Oh well, something needs to change. They need to change the whole uh, whole philosophy. The whole thing sunk. They've been dining out on past results. Fine, if that's the case, then fine. But they are not a terrible team that needs a root and branch review because they had a crazy twenty minutes against Germany in one game. It, 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 they either are or they're not. You, you, it's one of those things where. They went a couple down early. The first goal was poorly conceded and it looked bad on the telly and they would have seen it on the big screen. David Luiz was blocked off. Muller looked like he was open eight yards out, which, we, which he was. And it went downhill from there. But then the, the sort of almost um, collective neuroses just spread through the team. It was remarkable. And they, had, they didn't have the personalities and the characters there to actually say, look, step back. And just to fit... And I'm ranting on a bit here, but... but, but and the fact that the environment and the situation they're in also didn't help because you're in a semi-final at home. You can't take your medicine and move on. It's it's, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know. So if, if if that's in the group stage, it's Germany. If they get drawn in a tough group um, and say the ceilings were different and they got Germany in the group and that happened to them after 3-0 after whatever many minutes it was, yeah. you'd probably be different. You'd probably sit back and say, right, this is a disaster. Take it on the chin. Keep it tight. People who are, people who haven't been getting a stick are people like Marcelo. All their attacks yeah. can on the right. I Marcelo don't know. Would... I don't know. I think a lot of the defence are taking the blame. I think basically they just whatever game plan they had, they utterly, utterly lost after that third goal in particular. And there was just no shape pretty much for the rest of the game. They shored it up a little bit at the start of the first half, and then they just got picked off on the counter again. Mm. Just but Marcelo the... was way up the pitch the whole time. This is exactly, this is what I mean. It's crazy and sort of no living off. No one was doing their job. Well, like living off past results, there's still results that happened in the last 20 years, which is more than what a lot of teams can, can say. And also, 94's uh, team doesn't look that bad now, does it? <laughs> this, is, this, is a team, this is a team who's not lost a competitive home game since 1975. Yeah. yeah. You can't say the rot has set in. Any, I mean, by their own standards, maybe, but the rot hasn't set in to a ridiculous degree over the last two years. Of course, they haven't had competitive football because they've been, they're hosting the, the tournament. But I mean, no one has ever said to them, "Oh, you're going to get an absolute hammering six or seven here." And, and they're, in a, they're in a place where perhaps their defenders aren't the most talented defenders in the world at this very moment. They've always been a quite an attacking side. Their goalkeeper, you know, barely plays in a in, in, in a decent league and stuff like that. It's 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 interesting. It really is. I think uh, that... Robert Green's just signed a new contract. So <laughs> it gets worse for Julia Cesar. It's funny <laughs> when um, people say about. Brazil, so far in the tournament, they've they've 
kind of chopped and hacked their way to the to the semi-final. A big dirty bunch, I believe a, they were called. Big dirty bunch, someone. but they weren't at all in that game. No, I missed the big dirty bunch. They were just a big confused bunch. Well, I think that actually it's interesting when when a lot of people, a lot of the Brazilians are saying, "Well, Germany have beaten us playing the Brazil way," <laughs> which is again we we sort of have a little chuckle when people talk about the West Ham way in, in mm. this country. The Brazilian way, we are, like many people have said, hasn't been seen since probably the early eighties. And I think perhaps Scolari let that get to him a little bit. Germany were very, very clever in press conferences before the game. They were highlighting the fouls. They were highlighting the way Brazil have played. And they were basically just doing this so the referee would 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 hear what they were saying. Mm. Um, and Scolari, I think, let the criticism get to him because you look at that Brazil side, they didn't get into, stuck into Germany. They no. tried to play slightly differently. They tried to play a little bit more expansive, a little bit more... Uh, Brazilian, samba, uh, well, all those words. All, those, all that kind of nonsense, yeah. And actually, he should have just stuck to what they were doing because it was working yeah. and see how far you get in the tournament. And if, if you win it and nobody likes it, well, up yours, you've, you've got I the think, I think they got them, to expand on that, I think they got themselves as a nation and as a team into a situation where unless they won the trophy and arguably even if they won it in a horrible way it still would have been like this that someone or or the whole team or an individual or a manager was going to be on the end of an absolute hammering mm. by the general public and mm. the fans at large purely because anything less than that with this social and political situation around it anything less than that would be seen as a failure if they, if they lost that game that's what I'm saying when I'm trying to say they were in an invidious position after, at half time or whatever because if, if they were 3-0 down and they shut up shop and just took it, they would have been hammered. They would have been called spineless. They'd have been, yeah. they'd have been called like you know, cowardly and stuff like that. In a weird way, they should be happy that every single player's getting it. <laughs> yeah. Because if, if, it, if it was nil-nil, if they played like um, a lot of it was coming to admit, like something like a Holland play against an Argentina side featuring Messi because they're so scared of Messi that they have to keep it really tight. If they had played like that and it had been nil-nil and Fred had missed a chance in the last minute, he'd have been drummed out of town. Yeah. He'd have, he wouldn't be able to go back to Brazil ever again. Be- so they're always going to be... I know it's, I'm, not, I'm not defending the result because it is, it's obviously remarkable, but they were always going to get on the end of a hammering. And you just look at the German midfield for crying oh out loud. That, yeah. that, there's a reason why they're in the World Cup final. There's a reason why they get so far. They've got an excellent, excellent midfield. Also, the the, you know the final indignity, which in a strange way happened early on, is that closer took the record off Ronaldo within that game as well. Poor old closer. It's left nothing overshadowed, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Poor old closer. I'm sure he's pretty happy with his work. And and also the the goal at the very end, the uh, one that Brazil scored. I thought it was kind of Neuer's fault for coming out. Neuer looked so angry. It was brilliant. (laughs) But like he'd been playing so well as that kind of sweeper guy, and the only time that um, he just he sort of uh, was in. Minds, they scored a goal. Yeah. It's like, oh, for crying well, out. made a phenomenal save off Paulinho. <laughs> yeah, like, did, yeah, I, I yeah. guess it's forgotten at the start of the, the second half, Brazil did come out all guns blazing yeah. and they troubled Germany for about seven minutes yeah. and then, you know, well, the rest I, is history. I thought after, after 3 0, Brazil should have just said, right, for crying out loud, everybody back to the walls, shut up, shot for five minutes. Boot the ball in the corner. But it was yeah. the, they were shell shocks, but they were but they were broken. And I think that they were so emotional before the game. You know, Scolari got a, a psychiatrist in, didn't he? Oh, they were set up all wrong. They, yeah. they, they were set up all wrong emotionally. Yeah. With this with mm. these fours and Neymar hats and, and taking yeah. Neymar's shirt it's out. It's ridiculous. That Absolutely was crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, was really... He's not died. No, and he's he's twenty two. Like, okay, to... he's your best player, yeah. but he's, it's not like he's Pele. But remember, and you've Ke- got to, you've got to 
send a team out there, not a, not a tribute act I'm, to I'm, get, I'm getting yeah. very tired of the T-shirts and the hats and the mawkish crap that football footballers come out with week in, week out. The, um, the, 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 the young lad I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting fed up to with things like week in, week out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but you know what I mean? But it's yeah. just a, every, it seems to be it every is mawkish. match. It's there's, the right word there's, for there's, it. There's, there's, there's something else. When, uh, who's that young lad who died? Uh, Cameroon. Uh, no, no, no. The what? young lad who died, a uh, oh. Spanish player. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Daniel then Daniel Parker. Daniel Daniel Parker. Uh, like that was a genuinely touching tribute yeah, yeah. at a World Cup final. And it was fitting and it was useful yeah. and you know from a friend, from a close, from, friend, from, yeah. a close from, a, from a close family friend. But that is just I just well, find that stupid. I was about to say that yeah, if you remember Cameroon, I think that was in the Confederations Cup, was it? Or certainly some little international competition when mm. Mark Vivian Fowey died, and they, yeah. they they came out in the final against France. It may have been. Um, and they all wore Foe's number on their yeah, back yeah. And, and all, all that sort of stuff. But, that, you know, the guy died for yeah, crying out loud. Yeah. Whereas, as, as, as you rightly say, you know, Neymar, great shame what happened to him, you know. But it was, it oh, was do too something much. at the end of the match. Do something at yeah. the end of the match. I don't, I'm not bothered with it. I'm mm. not, yeah. you know. it, was, it was all far too much. They were, they were too pumped up. And, and, and Scolari is probably aware of his team's failings, which is why they've played dirty and tried to be really, really solid. And he's tried to get them emotionally psyched up all the way through the tournament. And and against Germany, it all broke and came crashing down in that first half. I just, I just think spectacular results. Agree. I just think that I don't accept that Brazil are a bad, bad team. I don't believe they're seven one no, worse than I, Germany. I, I, no I just, way. I just think you have a situation where you have a combination of a horrendously ruthless German side who passed around them, and of course they didn't set up properly in midfield. Yeah. And that that holding base of midfield has been a problem for them all tournament. We know that they didn't do the basics properly. They didn't just do a, a, a line of four with the two protectors in front, which we've seen San Marino team do before yeah. against against more talented teams, and Germany punished them. But we're talking about four goals. Six minutes here. Oh You're goodness. talking about a side who have barely got time to recover. Yeah. They, it's, it's a once in a generation event. It's not something that's. This is, like I said, this itself isn't the. Tr- this, it may be the trigger event for it, but this isn't the reason in and of itself why Brazil need, Brazil need to change their their, their whole philosophy. Yeah. But they still allowed it to culminate in this. You know, they're still culpable. True. For I, was, it. I was on the radio, and, I, and every time there's a goal goes in, I've got to play a stab and, and announce the goal. I was still announcing the second goal when the third and the fourth was getting. <laughs> oh and then, so I started announcing that one. The fifth one went in. I was like, I. I, I and I like football, and I'm yeah. trying to do a radio show. I'm going. I I can't I can't get the words out. Yeah. I, th- I thought it Which was. I thought it was usually do on here as well. I thought it was quite hard to watch, and a lot of people going, "Oh, wasn't it brilliant?" And I thought, "No, it wasn't. It was in one sense that we've witnessed perhaps the most spectacular result in certainly recent footballing history. Mm. But on another hand, it was it was like watching your favourite uncle get his pants I, pulled down. It's, it's like... the death of romance, almost, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. Really, I'll tell, really I tell you what, I was bloody bloody glad that it was on the BBC, not the ITV. Oh, God, Charles. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Tilsley would have cried. He would have cried for like, <laughs> most of, of the game. <laughs> but I, I thought it was. I thought Keon was really poor. I thought, I thought Keon's well, coach was poor. He did make a funny comment when he said, Are Germany going to declare? Yeah. <laughs> One, how's he got that gig, Keon? Semi final of the World Cup. There's a lot of ex Arsenal players who are terrible at their jobs. Oh, are you talking about a London based media conspiracy, are you? (laughs) That's exactly right. It's either London or Liverpool, Jim. It should should have been. It'll be Lincoln next. Sorry, It should have been Mowbray and Murphy. They're the best combination. Yeah, and they they complement each other really well. They're a great little duo, actually. I hope they get the final. final. Well, let me me give you the rationale. Keown used that whole game as a a vehicle to just have a pop at people he's got a personal problem with. He spent the whole time having a go at Louise. He spent the whole time having a go at. Next door neighbour. 
ultimate I'm oh. going to go at Fred, mm. who both who were poor, of course mm. they were, but two players being poor isn't why you've conceded seven goals. <laughs> and he should know that as a professional footballer. He should know that it's a team effort and he should know that actually the whole team takes responsibility for it. Of course the ball could have stuck to throw better. Of course he could have worked harder. Of course David Lewis could have held his position and played his captain's role better. But it's not their fault alone. Fernand- and he kept plying that trade. He kept doing Fernandinho that. got away with a lot because he mm. was shocking. The third goal, it was his weak pass that let them in. Now you've just gone 2-0 down. Make sure you know who's behind you, who, what's going on. But for the second goal, when Closer danced through, Fernandinho just, he stood off. Almost like there was... I choose my words carefully. Something a little bit dodgy going on there, if you know what I mean. He, the way he stood off was was absolutely shocking. This is semi final. You one nil down. There he goes through the third goal. It was all oh, and he tried to run back, and it was. I thought this is the guy against Colombia who was chopping James Rodriguez, who was running around like a headless chicken, trying to trying to stop everything in his way. Why was he playing like that? Mm, but what's really that really indicative of? Uh, uh, sorry, what, sorry. When I said why is he playing like that, that's not me trying to conspiracy of theory, course, of course, theorize of course. it. I'm just saying that. That's a good example of what on earth was going on with yeah. the psyche of those people. But it's players. indicative of the problem, isn't it? In a mm. World Cup semi-final, for that, that particular flurry of, of five goals, the whole Brazil team looked like they were looking around for someone else to take responsibility and take charge and explain what to do, and yep. nobody could. Can well, you imagine you... having to make a, a half-time substitution? Who do you bring off? Yeah. You, like, just, well, he brought Paulinho. I did, well, I, remember, <laughs> I, I, I just feel sorry for uh, Phil at that, at that point. We're going, well... Who do you bring on at five 0 Like at half time, it is it is it is weird how they went from a team who were very cynically rotating fouls around against Colombia, all doing their jobs pretty well. I mean, they had, rotating that, defensive howlers, yeah, which just, is why I think yeah. he listened to the criticism and he, and he and he heard what all the Germans were saying, and I think he thought we're in the semi-finals, we've got everyone behind us, this is our destiny, we're going to come out and actually play a little bit. And we're not going to give away fouls. And I'll show them. I think there might be a bit of that going on. Do you there. not think that some of the FIFA just sort of went, look, we've had more fouls to yellow cards than ever in the last, I think, 20 years or something. We're going to, you know, and the, the eyes of the world are now on us because it's the semi-finals. We're going to punish mm. yellow cards. We're going to punish red cards. And we're going to put a few out. But how's that got to do with it? Cause, uh, well, it's because they just didn't, they, well, they so just, they didn't bother put, to make tackles. They didn't put yeah. tackles in. They didn't put a foot in at any oh. point. Yeah, I have so much going on. Um, but we've only talked a little bit about Germany there. Yeah. Well, understandably so. But the side that scored seven goals need a little bit of credit. Oh, they? absolutely. I mean, so much throughout the World Cup, people have been saying, oh, Germany haven't really convinced yet. But it's, it was, they were shocking everyone. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the, the Brazilian fans were olaying Germany passers towards them. They're a fickle yeah. bunch. <laughs> the way the way that they've been far more improved since they moved Lam to fullback and brought Kadir. Oh yeah, Kadir has been superb. Yeah, he, he knows his job really well, and, he, and he's, he's so good at it. But the way they, the positions they took up, they just they completely tormented uh, Brazil. Just mm. Little triangles, little pop passes around here. Brazil just couldn't keep up with it. It was, and, and they, as you're right, you say they do deserve a lot of credit. But it was one of those nights where everything went for them. It just clicked, didn't it? Like the mm. Schurler goal, that seventh Schurler goal. I mean, nine times out of ten, that's going over the bar. Over the control. He's hitting a half volley on the rise. No one does that. Ten that's gone over the bar. I, I think the keeper was at fault on that one. I think he could have been a bit um, taller on that one. Give him some of the blame. <laughs> You've got to share out evenly. Beautiful. He was at fault for the goal which he which he palmed into the corner. Was it um, yeah, uh, Tony Cruz? Cruz's Cruz. first goal. Yeah. yeah. It would have been quite funny to see one of the defenders at this, when they scored the seventh to go ape at. Uh, 
Julio Cesar. The guy in the crowd missing the missing the yeah. Well, actually, the, well, the, the, the Brazil's goal came as a result of that. It's, yeah. it's a shame. It would have been would have been nice result to get in the score sheet. I'd love to have seen Lau leg it back and hammer everyone for that goal. Lawyer was so angry. Or foul him and get a booking. Trying to prevent it. You want to keep the clean sheet. Brazilian people chanted when the Germans pulled into their hotel, chanting Germany, and they were given a hero's welcome. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to the Brazilians, I mean, I thought it was very unfair to boo Fred when he came yeah, on the screen. I awful. Thought, he's had a bad World Cup, yeah. but I mean, come on. I mean, he's, this he's, was mentioning... he's got one of those sort of faces, that kind of like 1970s kind of South American fella. Like, he looks a bit like he could be in um, Dex's Midnight Runners or something. <laughs> he's, a pl- yeah. he's a player he's a bit that... hapless. He's a player that it's easy to get on the back of because... He's almost like a poacher in there, and he's almost like a, an anachronistic type player. He, he's not the guy who's chasing everyone down, running the channels, and playing that sort of modern forwards role. He's a bit of a poacher, and, it, and I think it comes. And he may, I don't know the guy, so he may well be lazy. But I would be surprised if he's got to lead the line for a Brazil side if he's lazy. Yeah. Um, so it just must be a type of football he plays, and it's easy to make him a scapegoat. And, and they didn't get the chances in the six-yard box, yeah, which exactly. he kind of dines out on. Yeah, you? I mean, he, it's not like he missed sitters. He didn't have the opportunity, did he? It was no. said in the commentary on the BBC that you know a comparison between the difference between Fred now and in the Confederations Cup a year ago and he did really well there and we used to love Fred when he played at Lyon in, in the podcast you know it's like and it's it's a shame how he just hasn't seemed to be able to cut it at this World Cup yeah, absolutely. maybe it's just come too late for him um, it was pointed out by a number of people that the German under 21s from 2009 I think it was the European Championships there featured Neuer, Hummels, Ozil, Kadira how it is and uh, Boateng golden generation mate well golden I mean you Incredible, isn't it? I think yeah. only one from the England under 21s that faced them that. Uh, it's Milner, isn't it? I think no, Milner was I mean, the only Walcott, one. Yeah. Walcott, and injured, I believe Milner's still playing for England's under 21s, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's got to get get back for the next one, hasn't he? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Germany, that midfield five that they have is stunning. It's outrageous. It is absolutely stunning. And they are, I mean, even if they'd have just got past Brazil, you'd still put them down as favourites. Does anyone remember me saying they've got an imbalanced squad? <laughs> no, I don't remember. No. There's, yeah. a, there's a game to go. You never know. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I mean, we, to be honest with you, we can talk all about why Brazil um, lost so spectacularly. And... Why do Brazil lose? Let's write that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, this may well be a trigger event that changes everything for them. I mean, but yeah, you know, it's, but, it's, but what, what, it's it, a freak. It's a freak result. It's a freak result. I mean, I quite like what Sabella, the Argentinian coach, said about the result he just went it's football I would explain it by saying it's the most illogical of all sports but on the other hand that's what makes it so beautiful it's like a bit like yourself Pete illogical and beautiful <laughs> I just think Brazil have got a heck of a lot more raw materials than uh, England have when we always say that we got to tear up the rule book and start again you know but we never actually tear up the rule book we take yeah. the rule book out of the drawer mm. look at it get annoyed with it slam it on the desk go and do something else come back put it back in the drawer again yeah. mm. we never well, turn the rule book the up yeah. <laughs> we never turn the rule book up because we are convinced that we wrote the rule book yeah. and it would be desecrating it yeah. so we don't yeah. bother everyone else should tear it up while we're mm. off on our massive be no lunch. We've thought about tearing up the rule book, but another option would be to get everyone else in the world to get rid of their rule book <laughs> and start again. You're damn right. But um, so others have a different opinion on why Brazil lost to Germany. Some have blamed Mick Jagger for the loss. Yes. Yeah, I've heard of this superstition they have in Brazil. Apparently, yeah. Big Mick, he's jinxed England, Italy, Portugal, and the US in this World Cup alone. Isn't it that every game he turns up at, they get beat or something? Or, yeah, or, or even it, if he declares his support for someone, they, right. they did, do it. Did 10 send... Mick Jaggers turn up? <laughs> <laughs> Seven of them. Seven of them. Yeah. Uh, well, we the all pre- know there's more than one. There's the, no way at this age you can do the things he does. The, the camera adds 10 Mick, Mick Jaggers. <laughs> <laughs> in the previous World Cup, he watched England lose to Germany, then sat with Billy Big Time Clinton to witness Ghana beat the US. 
Um, and then uh, he wore a Brazil shirt to their loss against the Netherlands and uh, messages of support. When was this? this? This was in the previous World yeah, Cup. Yeah, right. Alone. Um, uh, so this World Cup was mentioned the thing. He's been uh, dubbed the Angel of Doom by some Brazilians, which is wow. utterly ridiculous. Um, and his 15-year-old Brazilian son he attended the, the semi-final with. Yeah. So again, it's it's... It's just one theory, ladies and gentlemen, mm. that we had to present to you. We've got I, to present all the arguments. Imagine making a, a Brazilian. I've made a Brazilian and the Brazilians hate me. <laughs> it's like, I've made one of you. How dare you? <laughs> I've bolstered your ranks. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you something back. Sympathy for the Freddle. Hey! There we go. There's Wait your stood-up zoo yes. radio style. That's yeah. the one. That's the one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Brazil 1, Germany 7, brackets S-E-V-E-N. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Luke's got a smile on his face. He's about to bust out. No, the, the reason I got a smile on my face is because I hope you're not going to go back to that bit earlier because I was just thinking of uh, Rolling Stones puns the whole time. I wasn't listening. Yeah, I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim, Pete, you could learn from uh, that. Paint shit black. It would do a shit. Yeah. Nah. Shut up. Um, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> Netherlands. Did you hear last uh, week, the, the last uh, episode of the Football Ramble? I endorsed it. Netherlands nil, Argentina nil. Gimme Scherler. The Argentina. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah, good. That's good. Gimme Scherler. Gimme Scherler. Amnesty now, so that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you think of one later. Okay. That's not um, an amnesty. <laughs> <laughs> well, changing the rule book, Jim. Yeah, well, exactly. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Argentina. They won 4 2 on penalties. All right, not a great watch. Yeah, we should have started yeah. with this and had Brazil Germany for dessert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I, this is like having an amazing meal, yeah. uh, beautiful like filet mignon or something, and then literally getting served up an actual dog shit for mm. dessert, <laughs> or just a, like a grey brick, and you're just not told what it is. What is it? It's a shit. It's <laughs> they're not even. They're not even sort of excusing it. It's a shit. This grey brick mm. is what you put dry flowers in. I think it's called Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. You see, ladies and gentlemen, just a number of things uh, for you there. Now, let's get on with it. Argentina, they probably had the better of it mm. for the most part. I think the better side went through. Yeah. Yeah. Just. You think? It, the, the problem is with that, with what's happening with Argentina is that everyone is scared of what Messi's going to do to them. Yes. So plays really defensively. Mm. And Holland, or Netherlands, sorry, were, were really um, cagey and they, and they marked very tightly and mm. they didn't want to give too much away. And I sort of get the impression that the Netherlands have... And you know when I said they peaked too early? Yeah. They have peaked too early, but not in a way that I envisaged. They've peaked too early by getting slowly more and more conservative as, mm. the, as the tournament's gone on because they felt, oh, shit, actually, we're in the semis now. Yeah. Yeah. We, can't, we can't carry on doing what we're doing. And, and I, what I would have liked, I'm not saying it would have brought any more success, but I'd have liked to see him stick with it because Van Gaal's changed it around an awful lot. And I said he was the more, most tactically flexible coach uh, at the World Cup, and I still believe that. But in a way, it's been to their detriment. Well, you can yeah. see that the first couple of matches, how many like goals they scored and how amazing they were. And then they brought on Dirk Kout and they've played with him for pretty much every other, uh, every other match. But that said, I really feel sorry for Dirk Kout. I thought he had an excellent uh, World Cup, that um, that match against Mexico when he was uh, playing on... Th- I think he was playing like a left wing-back, I think. Yeah, he's so versatile, hard-working. And, hard and it, it, he was kind of in the sunshine, and he thought, well, second half, I'm not going to be in the sunshine. <laughs> but then, uh, <laughs> then, he got moved, then he got moved. <laughs> well, then he, yeah, yeah, can you imagine? Just running around the pitch of flame. He's very fair. <laughs> and, then he, and then he got moved over to the other side, so he remained in the sun. And mm. this is this on that day where everybody moved out the stand because it was... Too hot, yeah. Yeah. exhausted. Dirk Cow is a sort of guy that you call if he's your mate when your electricity's gone off in your house or something. He's yeah. just the most dependable <laughs> bloke. Absolutely. You must be, as a manager, you must love um, 
getting your squad together and being like, yes, we've got Dirk Count on you. <laughs> one, he'll do anything I say. Yeah. Two, he'll do it really well yeah. and he'll work really hard. He'll never yeah. complain. Well, the, the great it's, thing about a player like Count in, in that sort of squad as well is because he's, you know, he has a pass as a striker and he was very, he scored a hell of a lot of goals in, in the Netherlands. It's easy to forget that. He's a kind of player where in a tight game, if a chance falls to him, he's very likely to bury it. And he, that, that's he used such to a score bonus important goals like to Liverpool, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, what was he in at 33, is he? He's not, he's there's not. Talk, there's talk of him going back to, going to Manchester United. He's certainly not getting really? any younger. Mm. Talk of him going to Manchester United. What from you? I'd, I'd take that. Yeah. <laughs> what, As a Newcastle fan. Is it you doing the talking? Well, who would you rather there at Manchester United? You haven't got any poor scores anymore. You haven't got any rank gigs. Like, eh, they look a bit dodgy at the back. We need, we need a Mr. Dependable. Because I feel like this might replace my Danny Murphy to Villa shout with a bunch of listeners. <laughs> and I'm going to get away with it. So I'm going to put a lot of weight right, behind that. Actually. Dirk Cout, Man United. Heard it here there first. we go. And last. Insider. <laughs> Knowledge, <laughs> ITK, Donaldson, <laughs> Robin had a great chance to win it, didn't he? He did. He but just one touch too many. But Mascherano was just on him, wasn't he? He didn't really let him settle himself. Oh my goodness! Mascherano, by the way, was excellent, and he should mm. be playing in defensive midfield. Mm. Do you remember when Mascherano bit someone and then he never did it again, so it all just blew over? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no, I didn't remember that. But I'll please you remind me. <laughs> Do you remember when he couldn't get in the West Ham side? <laughs> Yeah. We just didn't play the West Ham way. No, that's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, good. Mascherano, <laughs> what a flipping! He's been one of the players of the tournament. He's really. been excellent. That block against Robin, he was, was something else. Class. He was always going to be important, though. Bearing in mind that the Argentinian defenders aren't all that. So well, right. I know what you mean. That, yeah, but they've had a good tournament. Perhaps it says a lot about the the game itself that the two best players in the picture of La and Mascherano. Yeah. Mm. Oh, concrete, concrete Ron. Ron. Yeah, what very odd choice to have him take the penalty first. What do you think the thinking was? Behind well, apparently that? Um, Van Hal asked players about the penalties and two players just refused right. and he thought Vlaar had had such a good game that he was confident that he'll go up and get them going. I'm going to defend Van Gaal here slightly because it drives me mental when you see a central defender as hard as him hammer the ball <laughs> out of defence over and over again and still take a penalty and side yeah. foot like he's, like he's messy. <laughs> hammer it! Just, just yeah. do what you're good like at. Like Garay did. I think. Exactly, exactly. It was, it was just when he was running up to take the penalty um, the commentator went Aston Villa's Ron Vlaar oh god he's going to miss. It's almost like when he's playing with better players and a better manager, he's a better player himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Aston Villa fans, we love having him back. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it, won't we? Isn't he out of contract soon? Is he revitalised? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was a difficult night for the uh, patented penalty algorithm. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it came under some scrutiny, didn't it? Still refining it, though, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It's all part of my never-ending quest to formulate the perfect penalty competition solution. Yes, that's right. Uh, some, of, some of the parameters need refining, um, but it, it, did, it, did, it did churn out a result that could have been uh, seen as a Netherlands win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> but it was a but tricky one. Interestingly enough, a lot of um, I was gonna, I was hoping I thought when when the penalty algorithm thing came out last week, I thought I created a monster here. I'm hoping I'm gonna it's gonna blow over. Mm. But I got about a hundred tweets of about five minutes to go saying, <laughs> "What's the penalty algorithm saying?" <laughs> uh, Marcus texts me saying, "Netherlands on your penalty algorithm." So, right, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, oh, hang on, everything. <laughs> <here. laughs> no, 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 you never Netherlands. Sorry, I missed a bit out there. Marcus texted me, so I, I crunched some numbers myself, <laughs> and that confirmed it. But interestingly enough. Enough, a lot of people tweeted afterwards saying that they did their own um, penalty algorithm with my system and yes. it came out Argentina. So, there obviously needs to be a few what, refinements made. I think made. what we're learning here is Pete, everyone needs mind, to I'll, fucking I'll grow this, I'll just finish this quickly. Uh, well, it's free, the algorithm. So give it out for free. So it's, a free it's a freemium model. Uh, it just needs a bit of refinement. I'm thinking something around the goalkeeper, but I'll get back to you on it. What? I hope the yeah. final doesn't go to penalties. He's going to ruin it for well, me. Well, I thought if you should have... If Dirk Cout is in nets, 
Holland Red. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you should add something in to the algorithm. Um, a little extra is is the fourth part should be who which team looks, scores the most looks the most, <laughs> scores the most goals, yeah. looks the most determined. But but how, can I please use a get out of jail free card? Which is when I pumped the numbers into the penalty algorithm, I didn't know Ron Flav was going to take the first penalty. <laughs> yeah, that was at a left that, field. Yeah, that's the kind of data that you yeah, just cannot been, yeah. manage for. Yeah, who's allowed to take the first one? Yeah, the the, the algorithm. Yeah. yeah. So, love, 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 what do you think? Do you think Tim Krul was ever going to get picked again? Has he now damaged the confidence of both Sillison and Tim Krul? Well, this, he's made the three subs, hasn't he? Ahead of next season's Premier League, mm. when Sillison makes a move to one of their rivals, <laughs> Sillison <laughs> was trying the mind game. He just thought, no, it's not. Is he never, apparently, he's never served a penalty in his professional career. So wow. Mm. Well, he's a man you want, Romero. That's what's fucked up my algorithm. Yes, uh, Romero uh, and his notes, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think that I am. He had notes in his shorts where where the takers were going to. We're probably yeah. Reminiscent of Jens, big Jens. In 2006, mm. against Argentina, of course, where he had... There was, a, there was a famous note which just said, Ayala, look at shooting foot left low. OK, works for him. That note sold at a charity auction months later for $1.3 million. I mean, Jens probably wow. has a flair in there. And Jens yeah. Lehmann probably Serious. never gave it to the person that bought it. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you know, though, Romero... Um, uh, Van Hal said he taught Romero how to save penalties at AZ in Holland as well. Um, we did I, well. I think I've got yeah, a feeling. Well. I've got a feeling that, that Romero might be saving a premium first-class Rick for the final <laughs> <laughs> because I can't believe he's had so little football and he's been quite good up until now. Yeah. He's still got one in him, and if I was an Argentina fan, I would be worried that it's not come out yet because <laughs> it's going to come out at some point. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was. I think it was incredible. Argentina looked so much more determined than the Dutch yeah. did. The Dutch against Costa Rica, we, we admired them. The way their the air of um, you know their, their sort of body language, if you like, was very much right. Well, we've got to win this to go through, and we're going through, so we will then win this. Whereas in the semi-final penalty shootout, it was it was the old Holland. Yeah, it was mm. like ah oh, crap, we're playing against some some really good players. But it's almost like they show a lack of faith in their own ability by doing that, because of course Argentina yeah. are a very good team, but the Dutch have got. I mean, in Van Persie and Robin, they got two of the best forward players in the world. Yeah, like, why not just? Well, Van Persie wasn't on the pitch. At and, the time to uh, take. No, but in, in in general, in the game, Van Persie was so isolated. I, th- I think mm. Robin touched they, the ball. Was it six times in the first half? What Luke's saying because they're worried about Messi. Of course, but I, I think mean, De Jong was brought to... back in the side for but, it. But surely, surely the Argentina defenders were worried about worried about Robin and Van Persie. I just think they needed That's to show a little bit more faith out. in themselves and go for it more. Yeah, I think the, the factor for me was that Di Maria was absent. If Di yeah, Maria played, Argentina win that game. I think. Yeah, yeah I think. Well, they've gone right. for it anyway, but they win it in ninety minutes because he, not only is he such a good player and such an energetic player, he makes a lot of space for Messi as well, and that could be the factor I mean I, I don't think they'll beat Germany in the final anyway but if they had Di Maria I'd give them a fighting chance yeah I, I mean the, the, the finals there's a lovely bit of uh, recent history between the two I mean the previous two competitions Germany have knocked the Argies out on penalties in 06 and then obviously 4-0 it was in, in South Africa mm. and in, in 86 and 90 they both played each other in the final, so I, I wanted to sort of Germany, Netherlands, or Brazil, Argentina final, Sorry. but actually, there's a bit, and there's a, there's a lovely bit of narrative to this, Petey. There is. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder whether Germany will throw caution to the wind and not sort of subscribe to that theory about Messi, whether they'll just go into the final and go, look, we're going to do this, but, not going to worry but about. But Germany it. don't really have players that w- are designed to stop players like Messi, like the Dutch do with De Jong. 
or Brazil do with Fernandinho, for example. Mm. Mm. Sammy and, can, and, and they're too classic to sort of kick lumps out of him, I yeah. think. Sammy something. Kadir is not interested in tracking Messi all over the place. Yes, he'll do a job, of course he will. But he wants to play a bit. I don't know, Kadir would have played against Messi quite a few times with Madrid, though, so he'll, he'll have his own Pepe. ideas. Normally Pepe's to... involved. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> but Kadir will, um, will, I'm sure, no, he'll, have seen him yeah, on he'll, the pitch. It, but what I'm saying is, though, that he won't... If, if you say to Sammy Kadir, right, your job today is just to stop Messi, I, I think he's not that type of player. I think that... Yes, he'll have an, orm- an enormous responsibility to, to help out the defence with that job. But Germany will think to themselves, well, hang on, if, w- if we keep the ball, he won't have it. Mm. We'll cut off the supply. I think there'll be actually a little bit more to it than that. Mascherano won't be able to deal with all those German attacking midfield well, players when they're on the song. And, and I think Germany will just take it to Argentina. And it might play a bit into Messi's hands. But um, I don't know whether Messi, even Messi, the great man himself, can can do the business on on not on his own. But you know what I mean. He can't spearhead it against such a good German side mm. who are so full of confidence. But the problem the, extra this, days rest and a training ground match. Exactly, exactly. The, and Argentina have gone through um, extra time. Yeah, extra time. The only sort of slight fly in the moment for Germany is they've created such a rod for their own back with that big win. Yeah, they can imagine they can't go back to Germany now. Winning the semi-final seven-one, not winning the t- winning mm. the World Cup. I mean, it's, it's, it's unthinkable. So, if, if providing they don't buckle under that pressure, which they didn't do against Brazil in Brazil, they didn't they didn't they didn't play into the hands of Brazil like Colombia and Chile, who maybe had a bit more of an inferiority complex, did. Yeah. Um, Germany didn't really care for reputation, so you'd hope they would just that would they will take the confidence from the win against Brazil and use it to carry them over the line with their ability. But they're under more pressure than they have been because of that result. If they won that game. 3-1, regulation win, it may be a bit different for them. True, but they, it would also be more like a home game for Argentina, yeah, thus taking pressure so many off fans Germany. There. But Germany do have an advantage as well. They'll have the home support. They do, and also whenever the ball goes loose, it lands exactly at the feet of Thomas Muller. <laughs> Just every yeah. time. So that's it's magnetic in there. Yeah, isn't, it, isn't it weird that, that Brazil will support the team who just beat them 7-1 Spanked them yeah I, I suppose so I think that was probably just a few people I don't think it was like the entire nation no, yeah, no, no, no in the final they will support Germany oh. Pre- presuming any of them turn up to the final <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh god that I can't believe Brazil have to play the third place playoff they're going to be horrible, so well the part of me was that. hoping it was it, it, Argentina it, it, yeah because yeah. that would still be a keenly contested third place yeah. playoff well it's the only way it would give them any sort of incentive to actually play the game I don't know what team Scalari is going to pick Van Hal's really annoyed that they have I saw that yeah he doesn't. Want, yeah I mean it's understandable though it's a bit of a weird one it is a it's the it's strangest game in football, isn't it? He's it's a bit annoyed so that he has odd. to play it. Mm. Sorry? He's a bit annoyed that he has to play it. Yeah, they have to play actually go through, isn't it? He's seen one before. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. kind of on the contract that you sign when you say, I want to play in the World Cup, please, thanks. Yeah. Tim Krull up front. <laughs> yeah, Imagine how delighted off. England would be to be in a third place pluff. Come mm. on, chaps, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> enjoyed it in 1990. Yeah. yeah. It was a good one last time, right, wasn't it? Enjoyed it last time, 1990. Still got beat. Yeah, the 2010 one was. We were, right. in, we were watching it in a bar, I right. recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Germany, Uruguay. Yeah. Mm. And the Germans are in the other one this time. Aye. Aye. The, big the big one. In the big daddy. Indeed. Well, um, uh, we'll be back for uh, uh, more World Cup chat after mm. this message. Listeners to the Football Ramble are eligible for a fantastic offer with Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and simple to build your own professional website and online shop. The easy-to-use drag-and-drop tools, responsive designs and 24-7 customer support teams based in New York and Dublin mean you can create a beautifully designed website for as little as £5 a month. This includes a free domain name when you sign up for a year. Seamless e-commerce solutions mean that your business can be taking money in minutes. So when you sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RAMBLE to get 10% off and show your support for the Football Ramble. 
No credit card required. Start building your website today. A better web starts with your website. It's correspondence time. It's not yet. What? No. Pipe down, Donald. Shall we got Clint Dempsey in here, yeah? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I jumped the deuce the out of it. I jumped the deuce. Yeah. Well, Clint Dempsey, let me tell you, if anyone is interested, um, he was given a standing ovation and the crowd chanted USA, USA. USA. Where was this? When he made an England. appearance on uh, the day, yeah, the David Letterman show. Um, wow. Since arriving back from Brazil, obviously. This, I mean, this is how highly he's thought of now in Would... terms of chat show guests. Jim, he was in there with Halle Berry, Joan Rivers, Joan Rivers, yeah. and uh, and is that Brazil's new fullback, yeah, <laughs> and Michael Douglas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Michael Dubry. Yeah. That's really taken off. So presumably he was the musical guest. Uh, no, he was in the yeah. chair. But wow. yeah, that would have been nice though. I did listen to his uh, the, the first uh, cut from his new joint. It's on the Ramble, it's on the Ramble it? website. Yeah. Rambo.com. What has he got in his pocket and not in his pocket? Knots in my pocket, which I thought meant um, money. Right. As in like rolls of mm. money. But um, Kelly on the website license. said it apparently can mean also mean uh, wraps of cocaine. Mm. No. So the, deuce, the deuce wants to be careful. No, 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 got some no, energy. no way. Drug so, test the deuce. So the chorus mentions <laughs> I've got I've got knots in my pocket or something like that. Yeah. Mate, I, I, I hope he doesn't. He just said it because he heard someone else Which say it. Doesn't want to be confiscated. Maybe he's just trying to be cool. Yeah. Maybe it's knots in his pocket be, because he's got. He used to have holes in his pockets to touch himself, but now he has said no to masturbation, and now he's knotted his pocket. Can you stop this, please? Probably. Just trying to help him out. What do you already thought of a compulsive masturbator or a drug addict? You, Not Luke, answer that now. <laughs> as, a as a veteran of both, <laughs> I find it very hard to choose between I've seen you do two at the same time. Yeah. It's disgusting. Just before we came Again, the footballramble.com. Yeah. You find that. Um, uh, now it's time for correspondence. Oh, finally. Is that all right for you, Pete? Or yeah. You, you, you're over yeah, right. it. Far away. Right. Um, this week, the question... Not this week, this show, the question was, what do you... Oh, hang on, I've lost it. Oh, yeah, oh. It was, what do, you, what do you think Luis Felipe Scolari said to his players at half-time on Tuesday night? Go get the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> which a number of you tweeted yeah. me. Thank you very much for that. Tr Trilby Win, which I quite like as a name, mm, yeah. says, uh, let's drink. Well, yeah. Not yet, Phil. Not yet, Big <laughs> Phil. We can't. We can't. <laughs> He said, let's drink, and half the players were, we've been drinking for ages. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, uh, Marcus, um, uh, Mike and Palmer comes in with a lovely um, leatherhead reserve shout. You're shit, you're shit, yeah. you're even shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Big Kev? Uh, Trev. Trev, Trev, that's it, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, I like this one as well. An from, old ramble joke. From, yeah. from Guadzilla, he says... If we keep playing like this, they're going to score a Brazilian goal. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike T goes for a bit more of a robust response. Um, I hope you boys are fucking proud of yourselves, you useless, good-for-nothing cunts. Oh, dear. Wow. It's not going to help anyone. As Glenn Hoddle once famously said, half-time is a time for creating positive energy. You're not doing it with that, Mike T. Um, Kyle Holm on Twitter. This is the worst day of Brian McDermott's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doogie Mania Marcelo off Tiggy Rainbow on yes. he's not a left back no. Tiggy Rainbow he'll do a job though you, he wouldn't do a job at left back he, well, he wouldn't be able to run up the pitch he's a really flaky like attacking midfield player yeah. there's no way he's playing left back <laughs> against that German side yeah. it's not happening um, <laughs> Lorenzo Pacitti through yeah. Facebook steps over a lion corpse Fred I really regret making this deal with you <laughs> <laughs> excellent um, what have we got here uh, two good ones to finish Murray James friend of the ramble hey. uh, if you carry on like this Pele will never get another erection <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and and last but not least by Who Framed Rule Fox, which is another good name on Twitter. I might nip off actually. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Let yourselves out. Yeah. I'm out of it. <laughs> Can I please reiterate what I said last week, which is Brazil um, not scheduling themselves to play at the Maracanã to the final was arrogant. Yeah. And the <laughs> chickens have come home to roost. Oh, <laughs> Indeed. Man. That is weird, isn't it? A World Cup in Brazil and the host nation. And Argentina played. are playing. Yeah. That, twice. <laughs> They've played there before. Definitely yeah. in Euro 96 and possibly in, in World Cup 66. Did England play every game at Wembley? I think, I think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Euro 96, and I'm pretty sure. Everything to your advantage. Yeah. yeah. You've got to do it. Why would you? want to travel I suppose that all the nation want to see the team fair enough but you yeah, do your advantage just take all the travel away it's and crazy Brazil is huge huge what is it Argentina and Netherlands had, had both I think they had uh, travelled around 5,000 kilometres by the time they got to that semi mm. yeah no idea. long way to go My maybe goodness. it was to find the Lions for Fred <laughs> yeah, uh, um, that's why he was so tired. Yeah, yeah, he'd been wrestling lions, pursuit, <laughs> pursuit hunting, and presumably lions. winning. <laughs> well, he got in the squad, didn't he? Well, if you don't win, you're out. You're dead. Yes. Yeah. As yeah. the old saying goes. Um, I think that's it, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? We'll be back uh, a day or two after the final itself to deconstruct that one for Monday, you. isn't it? Monday or Montag. Monday. Should we do, the, should we do uh, a quick scoreline prediction for the final? Nah. Come on. Come on. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 Germany in, in oh, normal time. I was going to do that, but I'm going to go 1-0 by half-time Germany. Uh, I'll have, I'll have, uh, I was going to go 2-0, I'll have 3-1. I was think? going to go 3-1, and I'm well, just going to do it. Okay? No, don't. So, I would have gone for 2-1, but it's been taken. We're all predicting German wins, that's the main yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there congratulations we are. to Argentina. Well done, then. <laughs> that, that, that will definitely happen, now. Because um, we are Mick Jagger. <laughs> quick mention, I know it's not really the time or place, but maybe quick mention for £11 million for Ross McCormack. Or Fulham. Yeah, right. unbelievable. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Incredible. Come unbelievable. It's got to be mentioned. Whoa, it's this is club down football. To what earth. are you doing? All right, fine. What are you Mad doing? Because Jim will then want to talk about Alexis Sanchez and it'll just get very... <laughs> it's not happened yet and I don't want to jinx it. It'll get, <laughs> it'll get very messy. Um, right, say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye, Pete. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Luke. I tried, club football fans. I tried. And it's goodbye <laughs> from me. <laughs> Joga Benita, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Oh, oh Pete Day! Professional <laughs> Pete Donaldson. Oh, Screwing up the basics. Make sure you find it off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.